come on in. Come on. <laughs> come on. In. Welcome, welcome. The slow road to better. Why do we do the slow road to better? Well, we've been lucky where we can talk about it to our our friends, people here at the Stroke Comeback Center, but now then we can tell more people across the world to learn about it. What is the it that we're talking about? Aphasia. Stroke yeah. survivors. Mm-hmm. TBI people. Life moves on. Inspiration. Help listeners. That our inspiration of a bridge of hope. I love it. Trying to help each other a lifeline. Part of it also is we started doing it. It's not because we just wanted to tell everyone to see what happened to us. But also we wanted to get better talking ourselves oh, with the phaser. Sure. And we wanted to one day, it's not going to, the is not leaving it, but we'd like to crush it a little bit. Let's listen in. Listen in. Since we have Sean with us um, just for a little while, and I'm glad you're here over this Me summer. Too. Me too. Sean, tell us about your your journey back to work. So the job which I had before, which actually is where I am today because I have a little bit of work to do, um, it was a auditor, a certified public accountant focused on fraud. So things that need a lot of memory, which is what was I didn't have anymore. So I was only working very part-time, like one hour or about three hours a week. So I reached out to a, a good friend of mine who's a principal at an elementary school near my house to see if he needed any help. He did at lunch and recess aid. So I went and I started doing that. They suggested that I qualify as a paraeducator. So I submitted my transcript, which, you know, was 25 years old, but it's still qualified. So I became a paraeducator, which I've been doing, which I did this past year. I did paraeducation and work with lunch and recess. Working directly in the morning with one student in third grade who had um, autism. Kind of working with him on the subject that bringing brought up, helping him read through things, take the time that he needed, a little extra guidance so the teacher can focus on the rest of the class. So for next year, um, I'm either going to stay with him and do that um, five hours a day. I've also had some interviews with some other schools to get more of a, a position as a paraeducator, but have benefits. So that would be the difference. So I have one, I've had some already. I have one this week with Clarksburg High School, which is where both my kids went to school. So that could be good. And then I got another one with the school in uh, Damascus that got a schedule. Um, so it's good. It's a rewarding position. I think, I think it's helping the kids where they need help. Um, and they're all, they're good kids. You know, it's not as, challenging is the job I had before, but I think not having the memory is a huge impact on this job. So does anybody else have questions for Sean? Because I have a bunch. Hmm. Can you talk about the adjustment it took for you to accept that maybe going back and being a forensic accountant wasn't going to be the path for you and you needed to switch to a different kind of career yeah well I just know I, I think I probably came back a little too early 
And the image that it left on the people that I would did the work for was not good because it wasn't where it should have been. But the other issue is in the public accounting profession, you focus on pushing work down so people can prove that they're ready to rise up and become partners. So they weren't going to give me work to prove that because I already was a partner. And then, you know, I retired basically. So I was getting work that was going to be stuck with some of the partners that didn't want to do it, that I used to do also. You know, it's kind of work that clients want you to do and you don't want to put it on the staff because they're not going to be happy with it. So I was getting some work that I really wasn't happy with and it wasn't challenging. Um, and like I said, it was very limited out number of hours. Um, and I had done some other work for the Greater Washington Society of CPAs, so I think I have improved, but I left such a bad impression when I first came back. I think that it's just not going to be where it was. Um, and like I said, I think this is a beneficial, I think it's helping out the kids that need a little bit extra help that are close to being there, just need a little extra, extra support. Um, and I'm hopefully I'm benefiting them. I like to think that I am, so. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Thank because, you. Um, I, um, Sean, I was right there with you. I caught up my job when I first got out of the hospital right, because right. my mind was sharp, you right. know, but my language wasn't. Yeah. And, um, and, um, and, um, the HR was like, um, they couldn't understand me. And they oh, wow. said, um, um, rest, um, you don't need to come back right. to work anytime soon, mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, and, and I was just like, and I was like, no, um, right. you know, right. because um, I want, you know, I love the job as a um, project manager. And I, mm -hmm. I was just like, I can do it. <laughs> but, right, right. Um, you know, the mind and the, um, the words and the memory and um, the spelling, <laughs> you know, um, wasn't there. Yep, that's yeah. somehow I was. It was like I said, the key word for me was the memory. I really liked what I was doing, but you you, you had to interview the people, and you didn't write down why you were interviewing them because then that affected them. So you just listened, and then you wrote down things after the interview that you wanted to talk about with other people or bring in your report. And I just didn't have the memory to do that. So yeah. you know, it's disappointing. But this other position that I found. Um, if I can get one that's with benefits and everything, and actually the crazy part is if I get one that's got the benefits, I become a member of the union that was a client of mine for about 25 years. So that would be a little unusual. So <laughs> yeah. I know the principal president, I know the controller. But uh, Sean, is there anything that either uh, a therapist could have said that would have dissuaded you from trying to go back to work so soon? No, because I think they all did. They did. My wife did. I would just bury that in my mind that I was ready to go back. So. What? 
Can't die. What happened? So I had a traumatic brain injury and a stroke, and it it really affected my memory and, as Aaron mentioned, my communication skills. So I wasn't talking well, and it was hard to reach out. And given the profession I was going into, you had to talk to people about what they were doing and what the numbers meant and everything. And my my communication skills were not where they used to be. Yeah. Okay. How many years did you have a stroke? So I had my stroke uh, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. And I've been doing this job now at the school for about a year and a half. And you're full time? No, it's part time. Okay. So that's so what they had available. Still, you still get money from the government? Well, I get paid from the for the school, but I get insurance money also like uh, that's the insurance money is my main money. Right. So that's why I could take this job with a school that doesn't pay well because yep. it's uh, additional income. So. Did you have long-term disability insurance, yes. Sean? Yes, yes. Whatever you get paid, they take half of that and reduce your monthly payment by that amount because it's tax-free. So you can get a benefit from that too. So. Yeah, because um, I have a long-term disability and then um, SSDI. And um, so when um, um, the um, Social Security, um, um, what is it? When Social Security came in, um, um, the insurance, the long-term disability wanted their money back, you know, um, um, you know, um, they said they had um, um, over, you know, paid, you know, so I still, um, and I sent the money back um, because the social security um did a lump sum and that is um so i would send the money back um and then um and then it reduced um my check the long term disability you know um greatly and i was just like mm. oh man because yeah. i was thinking i would get the social security and the right, right. trying to double dip like yeah mm -hmm. hey sean can you talk at all about interviewing and like how would you characterize your aphasia now yeah so i, I when I do the interview, I describe what happened. So I describe where I was, what happened. And I definitely comment that my memory is what needs to be, which working with the kids sometimes is an issue because I don't remember their names as well as I should. Um, but I remember something about each kid that I'm working with. And I'm only working with a couple kids, so that's good. But I try to be completely honest and open with the school so they know what they're getting. Um, and I think that is probably... Help me back from a couple of the positions I interviewed for. 
like I have a position for sure next year. So I want to be completely honest. And so they know what they're getting, but I just, I tell them it's my memory. I still interact well with the kids. Um, and I think the year and a half that I've done it or the year that I've done it has taught me a lot about how you need to work with some kids. You need to figure out what it is that works for them and then take that approach. Don't necessarily just do what worked for you. You want to know what works for them and then go that way. So it's a learning experience. I've like, learned a decent amount, I think, and it's definitely challenging. So. Do you think all the time that you spent in therapy has made you sort of a better paraeducator? I think so, just because you're dealing with people with different levels of the uh, stroke and everything. So, you know, you explain things a different way, you say things a different way, but you also have people that are willing to listen to you talk and talk a little bit slower. And when you're not able to say what you want to say, they're able to work with you. And I think it's the same way. It, it's, it taught me a lot. Yeah. You have an, you had a naming thing, right? Yeah. yeah me too. Mm -hmm. um, what age um, school kids? So right now I'm working with a third grader and then working with a kindergarten class. The interviews that I have are for all different grades. I have an interview this week with one with another elementary school and one with a high school. So. Yeah, naming thing is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. uh, boy. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, girl, boy, <laughs> come here. <laughs> right. Not the boy, 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 come here, the, the blonde chick. <laughs> right. The good thing about the kindergarten is that their desks are all labeled with their names, so they know where to sit. So I can look at that, and that reminds me what their name is. So <laughs> okay. Oh, that's smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't think I lost um, my um, memory uh, or my short-term memory, but then um, I can't remember names. And then I can't remember um, what I um, can't remember what I was saying or um, doing, you know, um, meant to do. And I was like, oh, maybe I did lose mm -hmm. part of right. my right. memory. Exactly because, the same. Yeah, because names, I uh, I was like adamant with names i mm -hmm. even told the bartender um because i um we went to the bar um um it was our place you know and um and he didn't remember our names and mm -hmm. i was just like oh okay well if you don't remember our names then um you don't care you know mm -hmm. you know you don't and, get a tip <laughs> right right yeah. and he was just like oh i um didn't think of it before and he remembered our names now right. if i go to the bar again i don't remember his name <laughs> i will not remember his name next time and next time right <laughs> you know what they don't care. 
he remembers you, that is all that matters. Your tipping is so doesn't matter. Just saying. Yesterday, yes. uh, my reporter, uh, me, reporter, and Regina. Oh, Kitty, um, my uh, Regina said, Oh, Matt, you should blah blah blah. And I just, uh, Regina, who's Matt? Mm -hmm. <laughs> who's Matt? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. My naming thing is dumb. <laughs> Not my dumb, my naming thing is just, <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Yeah, I know that yeah, feeling. It's gone. <laughs> For our listeners who can't see you, do you have any weakness on either side from your stroke? My right side vision is not nearly what it should be. So when I'm, you know, overseeing lunch or recess, if I when I do that, I want to make sure I can see. So I got to stand, you know, I picked a certain position that I can make see everything on the left side or well, straight awesome. ahead. At least you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, during, but it also uh, after uh, me and my friend, uh, I was at a wine and she's at a wine, but my right finger, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, 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 Katie said, "Oh, oh, Katie, Katie, Katie." Wait a minute, what was happening with your hand? Yeah, uh, my wine. Oh, yeah. you were spilling it because you yeah. weren't holding it straight up? Yeah. Mm, precious juice. Yeah, don't spill that all over the place. Catch it with your mouth. <laughs> were you saying anything else about your vision in school? No, it just, like I said, it impacts the one side. So I make sure the people I'm working with know that. So when they, just so they're aware of what I can't see, if anything's going on, I may not be seeing it, especially if we're like, Outside overseeing recess, there could be some kids doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, um, and so on. So, but other than that, um, physically, you know, I don't run like I used to, but I can walk and jog and everything. So that's fine. My, you know, everything's fine except, like I said, my memory has been very bad. So, yeah, I I oh. have a double session. I just um, Melissa said, oh, the read out loud. I read, but my Double vision, just mm. the just not to the uh the word in the in the last in the last and, and Melissa, hey Kitty, and I oh oh I'm sorry my double vision. You do pretty well with that despite <laughs> yeah. your double vision. Erin, what were you gonna say? Had you suffered from Fatigue. What? Um, a little bit, but not not much. What is it? Like being overtired. Mm -hmm. Oh, not really. Fatigue. Okay. Thankfully. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, three p.m., I just okay. I'm done. I just the nap. <laughs> um, I so um I did suffer from fatigue but then i um thought i was over it and then i um and now i'm back taking baclofen because my um medicare it 
approved my Botox, but it was 1,600 and some change for the Botox. And I was oh, like, wow. no, no, yeah, no. Um, so wow. I, um, I need to figure out um, something else. So I um, went to the doctor and, um, and um, um, she prescribed me baclofen, but she said, um, didn't baclofen make you tired? Mm. And I was just like, yes, mm. but I, it, um, I can be tired rather than be, you know, um, Broke. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three times a day, morning, noon, and night. But then I just Ooh. take it two times a day, morning and night, because um, it's just too tired. It, you know, it makes me too tired. Right. And right. That's so what I um um uh, and then I not been tired. Um, you know, three times a day. Um, but I, okay, I took it three times a day and I got really tired. But sure. two times a day, I don't get tired as much. Got it. Well, before I was work, 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 just, okay, I will work, 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 work in the morning and evening and went at, at night I should work, work 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 but now I was fatigued like okay in the morning I DMV in the app in the uh at afternoon I will work the class and then in the evening I will uh happy hour at night I will the lunch the fatigue yeah. oh man yeah. I have a seizure Mm. Oh, yeah. There's so much fatigue, you know. I just, oh, uh, now I will, I will just work, 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 work. No, I have a fat, I have a fatigue and I have a seizure. Just, I will just, okay, I am, I am old woman. I should just, okay, no. in the evening and at, at the afternoon, I will nap. <laughs> well, fatigue is real. Yeah. Um, and it is often a limiting factor for when people are trying to go back to work. Yeah. Um, so that's absolutely. good that it's not a problem, Sean. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, during the, like 11 years ago, I am tired no matter what. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that's just my accident. Um, and so I learn how to cope with that um and then you know a couple years and i will be less tired and everything so i mean it's just a different thing and a younger younger adults play hard work hard and me said, uh, me said, work medium, play medium. <laughs> right now, I have to work medium, play medium. I can't work yeah. hard, play hard. Right. In our last eight minutes, 
John. Yeah. What listeners or other survivors who are on their own slow road to better need to know about potential back to work? I said what I think and what Aaron also said is you're probably not ready to go back when you think you're ready. So get some opinion, whether it be from your spouse or your, your coworkers, and listen to that and take your time and accept that it's going to take you a little bit. Absolutely. But you will get back there or you find something like I did. You find something beneficial and rewarding. It might not pay as well, but it's rewarding. So you yeah. just got to be open to changes and also don't rush yourself back, which I think is what and what Aaron mentioned before, because we all want to be back to where we were sooner than. Trust me, I we really are. Yeah, I know you know too. Yeah. Well, thank you for your honesty, because Ooh. I know as one as a therapist, telling people <laughs> that it's too early to go back to work, no one ever wants to hear that. Right. And then telling them that really going back part time just a little bit is the best option. Fatigue is an issue. You don't know how hard it's going to be until you try. Yeah, I'd also like to say a group like the Stroke Comeback Center, which I have, you know, all over the country, I think is very beneficial to find other people with the same issue where you could talk to and say, do you have this coming up? Or what did you do about this? And you just meet a lot of people in different positions. So you, you realize also, well, I could be much worse. I could be much better. I'm kind of in the middle. This yep. is what happens after a certain amount of time. And it just is very beneficial, I think, to meet other people with the same condition. Yeah. Which I'm very, very pleased I did. Um, how was it, um, Sean, with the um change? You know, you um your career um um and you were good at the job that mm -hmm. you were doing. And then to take um, a step back and do the job that you are doing, how um, was that? Well, so the way to, to look at it from my perspective is, you know, I was working and then I basically went to not working at all. And now I've gone back to another position. So it was disappointing when I went from working and being busy and traveling and having great plans for the future to not having any of that at all. So this is improving a little yeah. bit, not where they were. And the other problem was I traveled so much. My plan was I was racking up so many miles on the plane in the hotel. And now with both my kids out of the house, my wife was going to come with me. We were going to vacation together, but we don't have, we still vacation, but I don't have the miles of the points anymore. So we got to pay for it. So <laughs> kind of, you know, not what I planned, but the way it went, went from, you know, being super busy to not doing anything at all most of the time. Now it's back to just, it's not overly busy. It's not overly busy at all. It's somewhat busy because it's close to the house. It's only a part day. So and there's no, you know, after school, after hours work or anything like that, that the teachers have. I don't have to deal with any of that. So, yeah. So um, I see what you're saying. You, um, um, you weren't working, so it was good just to have work, you know, right. um, be, you know, have something to do. Exactly. Yep. yep. And the rewards 
you know, right. not rewarding to you. Yes, exactly. Mm. And I think all of us is struggling still because yeah. we've all had a job and then you kind of suffer with that and it sucks yeah 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 no longer work right just sucks yeah four years ago i i was no working no job i'm done you know but now Mm -hmm. i'm not i i i'm not i'm not working but i but i just i i'm old people i'm just Mm -hmm. I'm just like my writing, (laughs) my gardening. (laughs) I'm saying is you might not be working, but you're not done. And that's a different, I think that's a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so you don't know what the future will hold. Yeah. You don't know where your, what, where your goals are and what will change. Yes, yes. YouTube will make you a star. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. <And the> motto. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All of the above. All of the yes. above. All right. So everybody get ready. Tom, get your notes. You ready? Yes. Ready, ready? Yes. Okay. So Sean, thank you for all of your honest input. My we pleasure. Appreciate thank it. you. And congratulations on back to work. I think Thank that you. is a major accomplishment. Thank you. All right. And with that, we are going to wrap it up on this episode of Slow Road to Better. Our lawyers made us say this. It's disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion is not valid. Well, it is, but it's valid, but I'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. Yes. Doctors. Doctors. Who's doctor? There's um they. They. Their doctor. Yes. All right. Yes. So if people hear something on this podcast, you should ask your doctor. Doctor. Amen. <laughs>